what I always tell my students is that the key, the secret to language learning is consistency. Like you have to keep going. Like you, you can't just expect that, okay, you do three hours today and then you wait for a couple of weeks and then you do, like you need to keep doing it and, you know, yeah. make it as a, a, a routine in your life. And that's, that's how you learn. Like mm -hmm. if you listen to Finnish 30 minutes a day, every single day, in this way, not just like radio on and, and not really paying attention but with this method, you will start to understand, like it's a fact. Hi, Lata. Hi, Amaro. Um, well, first of all, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, so first of all, as usual, just tell us a little bit about your your experience when it comes to languages, your first contact with foreign languages. Yeah, anything that you think it's relevant. Yeah, um, sure. So I guess like all of us, my first contact with languages was through school. So traditional language classes and um, let's say the first time that I realized that that's maybe not the the most efficient way of learning was when I uh, I after high school I went to Paris to be an au pair so work uh, with a French family nice. and I had um, studied French for three years I had really good grades like straight A's I knew the grammar by heart <clears throat> and when I got to Paris I realized that I did not understand what they were saying. Mm -hmm. They didn't speak the way that I had learned at school. So um, I was I was surprised because I thought I knew French, but in the end I couldn't even speak. But then, you know, with children, it's kind of easy. The vocabulary is not so difficult. So I kind of made it work. Um, so that was kind of my first experience actually using a foreign language. Nice. And so you were, you went to school in Finland, I understand, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I was just thinking that Finland is always thought as, you know, as the, the, the country in which education is the best in the world. <laughs> and uh, what I'm not saying is it's not true. <laughs> what I'm saying is when it comes to languages, which mm. is, um, you know, what I'm most familiar with, I, I always tell people that there might be a slight differences, but I think the traditional grammar approach is pretty much dominant all over the world, right? I think so. Um, we might have more English in the preliminary school or, <clears throat> I don't know, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, more um, oral exercises, I'm not sure, but it's still quite heavily um Right. grammar based of course this was 20 years ago so some something might have changed but uh, that's that's my understanding still right. that the of the school system yeah but it's like always like the scandinavian countries and especially finland they're always regarded as the you know the, the like best education in the world which again i'm, I'm not an expert <laughs> in that field but when it comes to languages that's that's mm -hmm. my feeling and yeah when I've never been to Finland, but I've been to Sweden, and it's mm. true that you know when when you're out there in the street, you can talk to anyone in English, and yeah. you're not gonna have any issue. But I feel like 
it's not because of the education system, but maybe because I, I think you're about to say it. So I'll yes, <laughs> I am convinced it's because our TV and movies are not dot. Everything is in English. So we actually get that comprehensible input from the start. I mean, Disney Disney cartoons are dubbed, okay? But like everything else is in Finnish for us. So we hear right. it. So even small children, like I am, um, some of my cousins who are, who are much younger, I remember a few years ago, they, they understood English, like children just... <laughs> And and they could also speak it, so it's. Yeah, it's I think that's uh, that magic, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I mean, what? just stop doing dubbing, and then everybody could mm-hmm. could be fluent in English. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, because also when when you start watching TV or cartoons, movies, whatever it is, mm. in your target language, target language English, in this case, when you're a kid, the difference is. As a kid, you're not worried about, like as adults are, mm. you're not worried about which word did he use or is it subjunctive, yeah. you know what I mean? So they, they're just worried about understanding what's going on, right? Exactly, so, yeah. They, they, they're not going to feel stressed because they don't understand a specific thing. Mm. And I should, of, of course, mention that it's all subtitled in Finnish. Okay. So they do get that translation. But mm. still hearing it every day when they watch the series of movies it makes a difference and at some point i think um that they still even if they read the subtitles they more like listen and understand it Mm -hmm, so it's like this combination right right yeah because i'm thinking about in my case in spain Mm. it's all that everything yeah (laughs) yeah and it's it's always interesting because you look at two somewhat similar countries being spain and portugal Mm. with somewhat similar languages but yeah like Portuguese people in general have way better English than Spanish people and it's the same reason they they don't doubt anything in Portugal oh really I didn't know that right and so obviously there there are always differences but Mm. they're like two similar cultures similar languages so it's it's easier to compare right yeah exactly That that makes sense actually. Now I think about it. Portuguese usually speak really good English. Yep, yeah. And of course, I, I was. I mean, I was gonna say joking, but not not <laughs> really. Like when when a foreigner comes to Spain, it's actually good for them because they're gonna learn Spanish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no alternative, right? <laughs> Uh, you know it's not, it's yeah. not good for us as as native speakers but for people coming to spain mm-hmm. it's a good thing because they're gonna end up acquiring spanish because there's no alternative exactly and it's exactly the opposite in finland because you can live in helsinki and most of the bigger cities completely in english you can work in english you don't actually need finnish mm-hmm. um, but of course to get like real finnish friends and like feel like you're part of the community it's always better to speak the language that's that's how i see it and that's why i i like learning languages myself awesome awesome yeah so it's interesting so you 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 went to paris first you said then after three years of french if i'm not mistaken yeah exactly so then you thought your, your french was amazing <laughs> yeah i got such good grades and like i understood when i read french like my textbooks Right, you had time to think about it to sort of process exactly but then 
yeah, they don't use the same structures necessarily and they drop out letters like in many other languages as well. So right. and when when you you were there as an au pair, mm. communicating friends with the kids or yes. Okay. Yes. Because you know sometimes they want foreigners so they can communicate in English, for example, with their mm. kids so their kids can learn another language. Okay. No, this was in French. And yeah, like you said, with the kids, it's all right, right? Because again, they only want to communicate. They, they want to live life, if you will. Yeah, exactly. But how do you remember your experience with with, with the parents or the adults or people in the street? Or Yeah, I remember that at the end of the day, if I had been in the French environment all day, I was really tired because mm. I had to concentrate all the time to understand what they were saying. And that takes a lot of energy um, because it wasn't automatic yet. Mm -hmm. So so that was, and of course I, I found friends who were other au pairs, so we all still spoke English. So that wasn't really a problem. What with the family, like we went on weekend holidays, sometimes with other French families and it was 100% French all the time. You know, everybody speaking at the same time during dinner. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah, after a while, I kind of started getting used to it, but I didn't stay for so long. So then I came back to Finland and continued my studies in university um, of French. Um, and then uh, I also met some Erasmus students and this kind of um, language exchange uh, experience. So I actually got to speak French and that's how I that's how I got over the I always say it's like the wall of speaking. You mm -hmm. you need to kind of force yourself to open mouth and and start, start speaking. So that's how I got over that. And right, yeah. So when when you went to France, you already spoke English then, because you, you were mentioning that. And and what, what was your experience with with English, like same yeah. through the like education system or? Yeah, but in English. It was different because I had started studying English when I was nine. Mm -hmm. So it was already not 10 years. Mm -hmm. However, I, as I said, I think the the more important aspect is that everything is in right. English in, in Finland. So um, I remember that it was the first time that I actually spoke English. So it was a bit of a, like, I was doubting myself, but then it got easy really quickly so I didn't really see many problems with that yeah because you, you did it for the first time so you you, you know right and yeah exactly through language acquisition process I always talk about it like it's subconscious so there's there's mm -hmm. a bit of a certainty because you've never done it before there's quote-unquote there's no way to to know how much you know <laughs> you know mm -hmm. But exactly. you know, when the words start to come out, when in a natural way, you start understanding what the other person is saying without the the effort that you were putting in. When exactly, you don't have to translate all the time anymore. It just like comes automatically. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and was there a specific moment that you started to think about this? There's something wrong with this. Like, 
you know, with with the traditional way of mm. of learning a language, because you fail that yourself when it comes to French. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then, a few years later, I was in university and I wanted to do a semester abroad, an Erasmus, in Italy. Right. And because of my experience in France, I knew that if I wanted to have the real Sicilian experience. Oh. Um, I went. Oh yeah, I was in Sicily. <laughs> uh, I had to speak Italian, and I knew that I could not learn Italian in one year. I had one year to um, to do it with only traditional classes twice a week. Mm. So I was like convinced that I had to do something, <clears throat> something more. And I started searching uh, online on YouTube, and I found this amazing channel. Italiano Automatico, uh, Alberto, uh, who is using the natural method, the comprehensible input as well. So, so these are similar videos to mine <clears throat> um, with double, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, double subtitles uh, in Italian English. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about this. This was the first time I heard about this, like listening and just assimilating, absorbing the language. And I said, well, I'll just try, you know, you never know. Mm -hmm. And after four months, I remember watching, I, I was like, I'll try to listen to some like normal Italian video, like a normal, I think it was something about health and fitness, like a YouTube channel. And and then I realized that I understood everything she was saying, like really fast Italian. After four months of listening to these um uh, Italian automatico videos I was like wow like it's working and when I started I didn't know any Italian pizza pasta okay <laughs> that's all <laughs> um so that was like my mind was really blown that was amazing um and four months is a really short time I think it was so short because I already speak another language in the same language family, French. Mm -hmm. So it helps with the um, with the assimilation of the language. But yeah. Still, I think. Yeah, that, again, that, that doesn't mean you're able to communicate in the language. But it, it, in in four months, when it comes to a language in the same family tree, like you said, uh, mm -hmm. like French, you can you can feel a, a really great improvement when it comes to your ability to understand exactly that doesn't yeah. mean that you can communicate in italian like uh, dante would right <laughs> exactly exactly but that's that's kind of how i did it so um then after the four, four or five months i started another language exchange so our university um had this kind of course where i would get a language partner, an Erasmus student, and we would meet once a week and speak Italian and, and I would teach some Finnish as well. So I started doing that. Um, and that's, that's the, that was the first time I spoke Italian. And in the beginning, again, it was difficult to get the words out. I understood everything she told me, but then I had to speak. So it wasn't like I was fluent immediately, but you know, like continuing to listen every day, and meeting her once a week, maybe twice a week sometimes, like I got that practice. And then by the time I I left for Palermo, that was one year after I started, I like I I got there and my life was completely in Italian. Like I just started speaking Italian right away. 
with my tutors, with my with my professors and and my my friends. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this really works. Because I'm not like language, you know, guru or whatever. I'm just a normal person. I just happen to found find this method that really works. Yeah. Yeah, I always talk about it like I, I'm convinced we can all learn any language. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, again, it's it's gonna take longer than most people think, I guess. When it comes to your ability to communicate again, mm -hmm. there's I always talk about the fact that there's no shortcut to learning yeah. language. Yeah. But the good thing is, I mean, obviously, I, I'm guessing, but I, I, I think when, when you were listening to Italian Automatico and so on, you were having fun, right? Exactly. But the thing is, it takes longer than most people think. There's no shortcut. There's no how, how to learn the language in three months thing. That's not going to work. Uh, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> but the, the good news is you're not going to have to struggle throughout the peer, throughout the process like we're used to, like, you know, studying grammar and oh yeah the irregular right. verbs subjunctive and whatever exactly yeah it's, that's that's everyone's favorite in spanish well in spanish french italian oh in spanish it's it's everywhere <laughs> I, I always get asked like why do you use subjunctive there or how do you use it and then like because it sounds right <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah like when I mean, I, I I don't reply to people with the rule when when they ask me about that, mainly because I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember there was a there was a, a girl from India, like she was she was studying um, Spanish philology in India, right? So she mm. she used to ask me a lot of questions about grammar things, and. To answer to her, I, I would have to think about it for like 20 minutes, come up with a, a rule of my own, some sort of weird explanation that, you know, it is. I know. I actually told my Finnish students not to ask me questions about grammar. I told them I wouldn't answer. Right, right, right. <laughs> because you can find the rule online, like if yeah, you really yeah. need to know it. But. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that case I, I mentioned, that was a friend. It wasn't my student. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, let me try to come up with some weird explanation. Yeah. Sometimes when you think of a, a rule, like an explanation, you realize that like, you don't know the rule, but then when you think about it, you're like, oh, this is how it works. It's like a surprise for yourself as well. Right. Because yeah. a lot of the grammar, <clears throat> grammar rules that um, foreigners learn in learning study Finnish, for example, we don't learn them at school. Like I don't know all the names of the different verb categories or mm -hmm. all of that. Like I don't know them because we don't study. I mean, of course we study the different tenses and the, the oh. cases in Finnish, but like some of them we don't. But then the foreigners do. And I always ask myself, why? why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you can argue that, yeah, we do learn grammar in our native language in school. But mm -hmm. first of all, that's afterwards, right? Exactly. So we're perfectly able to communicate in every situation. That's mm -hmm. the first thing. And the second thing, I don't really know how much that helps. Meaning <laughs> that, I don't know, half of the class is not really paying attention. And the other half, you're 
you're studying for the exam, mm. you, like a week later, you don't really know what it was all about, you know? Yeah. I, I've been thinking about this recently, and of all my classes in primary school, high school, and so on, in like Spanish language, Spanish literature, mm. I don't remember one thing, like one conscious thing, which is how to, I don't know what, what you call that in English, but how, you know that some words or some letters, some vowels in Spanish have like a micro accent. Yeah. yeah. Accent or whatever you call it. Yeah. I only remember the rules to sort of accentuate those. That's, that's the only thing I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> And you speak perfect Spanish, so yeah, I'm not bad know. at Spanish. I'm not bad at Spanish, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I what I read as well that we actually learn our native language grammar to to write better, to know how to write correctly the official form of the language, but it's not to speak or right. communicate better. Yeah, and, and so. Then- okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, I guess it's, it it also depends what your goal is in the language. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not gonna help you speak better because it's it's conscious knowledge again. Mm. And I'd even argue that <laughs> even when it comes to writing, obviously again, because it's a subconscious process, you can't really measure it. But I think reading is the the, the one thing that really helps you the most when it comes to writing as well. Mm. Because you're going to acquire the grammar naturally as well. Yeah. I argue that the thing that helps you the most to improve your writing is actually reading. Reading, Not yes. consciously learning the rules. But again, consciously learning the rules is easier to measure. It's easier to grasp, right? Mm. Anyway, so because, for example, I, I think when it comes to my Spanish, when it comes to my writing in Spanish, I think I'm pretty good, but not because I paid attention to grammar classes, but because I've always loved reading. Yeah, the same, the same. So, you know, it's, but again, it's, how do you measure that, right? <laughs> like, I read a lot. How much did I learn by reading this book? <laughs> exactly, yeah. No way to measure that, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like, recently, I'm always... Whenever I meet a, like an English-speaking person, I ask them, do you know what a phrasal verb is? No idea. <laughs> Whether they're, they're American, Australian, British, if they're not teachers or anything like that, they have no idea. I get asked all the time about like Spanish verb tenses, and I'm like, which one is that? <laughs> <laughs> because you just like, use them. Yeah. like. Um, I'm having trouble with preterito, whatever. And I'm like, I don't even know which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like here in Poland where I live, um, I remember I don't do that anymore, of course. But before I came across comprehensible input, different questions mm-hmm. and so on, I used to ask friends or people like, but why do you change the word? You know, because they have cases, like you said, in, in Finnish, right? Yeah, yeah. Why do you change, like, park, parku, or whatever it is? Like, no idea. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I, I, I tell my students as well that there is no why. Because sometimes they ask me, like, why do you use this case in this situation? But then almost a similar, the same sentence, but another case. It's like, it's just because that's how it is. 
like I can't explain it. It's just you have yeah. to learn it by the the natural process by assimilating the the structures. Yeah, yeah. And again, I can think for 15, 20 minutes to come up with a weird explanation. But I think that's going to hurt you instead of helping. Uh, yes, because when you speak, you can't think of the explanation and then say it. You can't have a conversation if you have to translate and think about all the rules all the time. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. And and when, so when did you decide to start your own YouTube channel to start creating content for Finnish students? And, yeah. yeah, it was, um, I think it was right after I, this four months, period of listening I mean I still listen to to the videos after that but once I saw that it actually works and I started looking for materials for Finnish and I didn't find anything that uses this this type of learning uh, method and I also saw my I had a few foreign friends in Finland in Helsinki and I saw the Finnish textbooks and the textbooks teach a language that we don't actually use mm. so in Finland we have the spoken language which is quite different from the official um kind of yeah official standard mm -hmm. language that we use in writing and I was like like if you learn this standard language you will not understand what Finns are saying right so I was like well you know I want to give the same opportunity for Finnish learners to learn with this natural method so I just started my making videos on my phone, like yeah. writing the subtitles. <laughs> the first videos, I think I was afraid of the camera and you can see that, but you know what? I actually um, got really good feedback from the beginning because that's what was missing. Like you couldn't find good material back then. This is 2016. That was in Finnish everyday spoken language the colloquial language mm -hmm. so um yeah that's i just started my channel making those videos and oh. yeah and did, did you start talking about like daily topics or do you, do you have any structure in mind or how was it uh, i just picked a topic that i had in mind things that i thought that well first of all about finland mm -hmm. a bit about the finnish language about Finns in general, and I try to include vocabulary that they would actually use in, you know, when they communicate with Finns. So I always said, like, why do we learn the where is the train station at first? Because no one asks people that. We have Google Maps now. <laughs> like, you don't need that. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's in every language. Like, where's the train station? Is like, I mean, I guess. If, if there's if the same course was created, I don't know, in the 70s or the 80s, or that that was sort of useful, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. Every language decided to do that, right? Exactly. I think now they should change it to what's the Wi-Fi password. Exactly. Because I, <laughs> if you know how to say that, you can get by. You're good. <laughs> yeah. So you, you try to make it more practical if you would but but you know like real real language as well because yeah I'm, I'm just imagining that I, I don't know anything about Finnish but mm. I'm guessing that not only people starting from textbooks textbooks were not going to understand real Finnish right mm -hmm. but I'm guessing that if they try to communicate, it would sound really weird or artificial for you native speakers. Yeah. Yes because no one speaks 
in that form. Um, in the news, yes, the prime minister in their speech, um, president maybe, many politicians sometimes, not even. So if a foreigner speaks with that kind of language, I think, I mean, we would understand, of course, because it is the standard language, <laughs> but we would notice that they're foreigners, which is it's just fine. I mean, that's not a problem. But I think <clears throat> a lot of us would change into English because if you don't speak the normal everyday spoken language we kind of know that you're not completely fluent so right 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 yeah so to help help them we would switch to english mm -hmm. yeah if you would feel like it would be a weird conversation for for a while and yeah exactly yeah but um there's a lot of discussion about which language to learn first and For me, the kind of objectives that I have in my language learning, which is to actually be able to speak to people and, you know, have friends and etc. I always uh, recommend learning the everyday spoken language first, because then you can you can more easily kind of acquire it because everything you hear is in that language. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I think it's quite easy to get the, the standard form by reading books, for example. Mm -hmm. Because that those are always mostly, let's say, in the standard language. Sometimes the the dialogues are written in spoken language. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, but mostly is yeah. the standard. Yeah, and it depends on the book as well, I guess. Depending on yeah. the, the genre and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, books tend to be more formal in general. Yeah, exactly. I assume it's the same in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, like people don't necessarily talk exactly like like in the books no 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 yeah yeah i, I guess it works for every language but mm -hmm. still it's you know now there are different types of books different genres so it's yeah. whatever you're more interested in yeah i, I try I like my goals when it comes to languages exactly the same like to be able to communicate with mm. well first of all to be able to consume content in the language Because yeah. I know that's going to come first. It's not going to take as long as the second part. Mm. It's my ultimate goal, of course. But mm. I've been thinking about this recently. That like Obviously, I'm going to go on and try to get to a point in which I can communicate with native speakers in a natural way. But just being able to understand content in, in a different language is rewarding enough for me because I'm going to be able to understand the culture a little better mm -hmm. so that's like the first step but that's rewarding enough so I, i'd be okay with stopping there i'm not going to stop <laughs> but i'd be okay with it right yeah. uh, so then with that being said what what i'm always focusing on is enjoying what i'm what i'm doing enjoying mm -hmm. the, the podcast i'm listening to the books i'm reading so i'm not Consciously concerned by whether that's formal or informal, because I mean, for the most part, I'm I'm consuming content on YouTube, so it's gonna yeah. be real language for the exactly. most. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not. I don't watch the news or things like that. So that's yeah. So it's gonna be a different language, but yeah, I always try to find comprehensible resources about topics that I'm interested in. Exactly. Yeah. In the long run, in in a natural way, I'm going to get exposed to the to the actual language that is used in the streets. So yeah, that's so. that's how 
Yeah, that's how I've, I've done it as well. First we chat with Italian, then when I wanted to uh, improve my French and and uh, Spanish as well, like uh, once I get to the point that I understand mostly normal language, I just try to find videos, YouTube channels or, or series that actually interest me that I would watch in any case in English or other language. Right. And then it's like getting two birds with one stone and and like having fun while you're you're improving your language and that's i think that's that's how it should be because otherwise i mean yeah. if you're not interested in something and you have to like at school of course we had to learn all the chapters even if we you know weren't interested in i don't know shopping or or something else mm-hmm. in the textbook um but the I think that's why I I think language learning is so personal, first of all, because it happens in your head. And this is what I always try to highlight that I feel like some sometimes we are, we would want someone to just pour the language in our head and be like, okay, like, can you teach me Finnish? Yeah. But no one can teach you. I think I, I don't remember who said that. Like, no one can teach you a language. You have to learn the language. Okay. Like, of course, you you um like you need the material so that's what I do I, I make these videos I have this online course the material is there but actual the language learning happens in your head because that's mm-hmm. like you have to have the new neural pathways in your brain that re- are required in order to learn the language yep. so yeah and you as a teacher you're facilitating the process right or exactly you're, you're adjusting to the level your students need Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're talking about real life topics, and it happens to be in Finnish. That's that's the thing, right? Like, yeah. Same when when you're consuming content, you're consuming content because you're interested in the topic, but mm-hmm. the topic happens to be in the language that you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Killing two birds with one stone, like you said. Mm-hmm. That's what I actually. Whenever whatever topic I'm interested in, obviously it needs to be comprehensible. So it depends on the language, right? Yeah. But when you know whatever topic that I'm interested in, I always try to find resources about that topic in one of the languages I'm learning. So instead of consuming that content in my language, Spanish or English, mm-hmm. I try to find it in Portuguese or Italian or French, you know, or Polish. Exactly, yeah. Because that way I'm learning about the topic, which is what's, what I'm actually interested in. But mm-hmm. I'm getting exposed to the language. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like learning because you're you're interested in the topic itself. But ironically, that's actually what's helping you out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but it's I mean it's awesome. <laughs> but I don't know why teachers don't tell that to students or I mean at school, I'm thinking we were never told to like go home and listen to something yeah. you're interested in in English. Never, never. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like a never-ending circle because you as um as the teacher, when you were a student, that's what mm-hmm. you got. Then you went on to become a teacher and you were taught to teach this way. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you were interested in learning another language, you went to a language academy or you try to learn the language mm-hmm. and you were exposed to the traditional grammar approach. So it's hard to break the 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 cycle. Exactly. Unless you have one of those experiences that you had in Paris, for example, mm. <laughs> or um, in, in my case, um, 
actually, I think I studied English for pretty much 15 years throughout the whole mm -hmm. education process. And same. I mean, I didn't get straight A's, but I, I, I got passing grades. It was fine, but I didn't mm -hmm. enjoy the process. But the bottom line is after 15 years, I could pass any grammar exam, but I couldn't speak the language. Yeah. I, I just couldn't. But that's the thing. The school classes, mostly the objective is for us to pass the tests. So it's not, I mean, it's about the system. Um, yeah. um, you know, teachers have to follow that, that curriculum, the, the norms that we have. But I think it's changing, actually. I'm, I'm pretty sure that now, especially now that YouTube and, you know, Mm. this online learning is so much kind of bigger i think <clears throat> i think there's a lot of um a lot of new tools and new ways of doing i hope so <laughs> yeah yeah it <laughs> is, is, it is, it is mm. i think so yeah but again when you're in that formal <laughs> traditional environment it's hard to break out of it because mm. all you're getting uh, your your whole experience as a kid your whole experience as a um a soon-to-be teacher you know, your experience around you when you are a teacher in the school, it's all about the same thing. And you have curriculums you have to follow and things like mm -hmm. that. It's, it's it's actually hard to break out of it, like I said. Yeah. But I, I think for most people, it's it's been an experience like yours in Paris or mine with English or like that, that for some reason or another, they went to a foreign country. They thought their language mm -hmm. was good enough or similar situations but it wasn't mm -hmm. <laughs> so they started to realize hmm, wait a minute there's something yeah. here that is not working properly right yeah awesome so so you said you obviously finished your native language mm -hmm. you learn english french italian in sicily yeah learning spanish or how's your spanish going yeah it's it's going pretty well i have to say so uh <laughs> it's been a long process but um i'm now i'm still practicing but i can have conversations not perfect conversations but still um and i understand pretty much everything um at the moment so um i'm still trying to improve it to be you know more comfortable with it but that's that's still ongoing and then i i speak well i understand <clears throat> so swedish is actually my the second language in my hometown or the biggest language in my hometown because my i'm come from the swedish region in finland so we are a bilingual country six percent of the population is swedish speaking um, because we were part of Sweden before and, and the language kind of stayed in some areas. So I've always heard Swedish, Finnish Swedish, of course, because it's a different dialect. Um, and when I lived in my hometown, I still spoke it more or less, you know, quite well. But of course, I don't practice it now. So I'd say it's it's passive. Okay. But but one of my objectives now is would be to get all my languages to a pretty good level so that I could speak like all of them like that so that means a little bit more practice in Spanish and then um, getting Swedish as well to the level it was before mm -hmm. nice yeah. <laughs> and so I mean if you were if you went to Stockholm for example you could communicate right no no, no problem or... I think it would take a bit of like a few weeks to get used to it also because it's a really different dialect, like the accent 
from um, Finnish Swedish. I actually heard that someone from my hometown went to Sweden and they spoke Swedish there. And the Swedes were like, oh, Finnish is quite weird. Like they they thought they were speaking Finnish, but it was actually Finnish Swedish. <laughs> but I mean, it's the same language with just a different way of speaking. Yeah, well, it's interesting because it's not like they're related, like Norwegian and Swedish, for example. Mm. Finnish is a completely different language. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And how, how long have you been studying Spanish for? Spanish? Uh, Sorry, learning Spanish. I don't like the word studying. <laughs> okay. um, I can't remember when I started, but then I, I, I had a bit of an on-off relationship with Spanish, mm. I have to say. Um, but it's been like three years, maybe, yeah. <clears throat> like constant or more active studying. So that's a long time. Normally, I should be at a better place. But, you know, I have other priorities as well. So yeah. it hasn't well, yeah. always been the... Should, should is a dangerous word anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I do it for fun. So it's right. just... Yeah. And again, three years can be really different if you're getting exposed to the language for 20 minutes a day or for three mm. hours a day. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, when I started, I I started watching another great channel, actually, Espanol Automatico, which is the yeah. same kind of um, idea. idea. Yeah. But they don't have subtitles in English. So I started watching in Spanish, but very slowly spoken Spanish uh, right from the beginning. And I understood, obviously, because of Italian and French already. So pretty quickly, I got to the level where I understand like YouTube videos um, very well. So yeah. I've been on that. I was on that level for a long time before I started speaking because of COVID. I didn't have anyone to practice with, and um, and then, as you said, it's 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 kind of more difficult. So you have to make a lot of effort to then get to that speaking stage. So <clears throat> that that was where I was kind of staying for a long time, but mm -hmm, cool. Yeah, it takes like I say, it takes longer because again, I think also because of the traditional grammar approach. When you get to a point in which you can understand this much, mm. for some reason we believe we should be able to communicate at, at a similar level, but exactly. it, it doesn't no. work that way. <laughs> no, and that's. I mean, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> exactly. No, that's that's what, you know, many, I think many language courses have this like promise, like, okay, you get to be one in understanding and speaking. But like, for example, my course that I have, uh, Finish Me, which is this kind of um, beginner intermediate online course for for Finnish learners like it gets you to that understanding like really high understanding and once you have that level that's what i what what i tell my students when you have once you have that level then if you can like complement that with speaking you can get actually faster to that stage rather than if you start speaking from the beginning because when you start speaking when you don't understand anything first of all you can't have a conversation because you don't understand and second you don't have vocabulary so you have to search all the all the vocabulary in a dictionary so mm -hmm. it takes time but once you understand everything it's just kind of getting over it's it's a lot in your head like the barrier or the yeah. wall yeah. 
um, it takes time. Like speaking and language always requires, like learning to speak, it always requires speaking it. So there's no way around it. As I said, it is a process. Like you need to to make an effort. But like that's what I call this way of of learning. Like first learning to understand. And I when I when I study when I learn language I just first I listen like I don't even try to write or or speak at all and I call it the lazy way because because it's like listening is fun you know it's it's fun to notice oh I understand better and like you don't have to make the effort to try to you know write the I remember all the exercises at school I never liked them Um, because then when you understand your brain is already working in that language and then it's easier to start speaking and like it's less second guessing it's more automatic um, yeah it's gonna come out naturally that's the point again yeah you look at kids they don't start speaking when they're one month old right exactly yeah and and i think a lot of people are surprised how well their kids or like really small children understand they're like oh like they understand so well but they don't speak i mean of course, the children, it's a bit different, but, but still, you know, it's the same. Like, yeah, the principle. They don't sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're a year old. They understand, I mean, not everything, but pretty much everything you're saying. Mm. They just don't say anything. It's just how the process yeah. works, you know. It's, mm-hmm. I understand you're wanting to communicate from day one. Okay, I get it, but it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're, you're going to be translating everything. So when when you try to force the issue, you try to communicate when you're not ready, you're not ready for it yet. You're gonna fall back to your native language or English or another language. You're gonna consciously translate. You're gonna, I mean, it's like a, a mess in here. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to focusing on listening, reading, and the lazy way, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it is. I understand. It is lazy, but it, it is the way it actually works yeah right? it's more efficient which is amazing <laughs> yeah and once you've been doing that for a while you know you, you're going to start feeling like the words is going to start to come out it's just mm-hmm. a natural process you know it's yeah mm-hmm. I, I always try to make it so whenever whenever in doubt or whenever i'm not sure about something what, what's the more natural way you know that's that's always what i'm thinking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Like, what sounds right if, yeah exactly and if i'm forcing the issue when it comes to speaking maybe i'm not ready yet so mm. I, I should focus on just listening and reading mm. yeah, those things but you mentioned like b1 certificate and so on I, mm. I'm, I'm i've never been a fan of those obviously because again <laughs> it's if, if i look at my own pro- pro- uh, process or my own journey for example with italian or portuguese my my listening, my understanding is C2. Mm. Everything. Mm-hmm. I don't speak at that similar rate at all. Yeah. <laughs> I can perfectly communicate, but not at the same rate. Yeah. Even with English, I understand 100%. But that doesn't mean the, the complex structure that native speakers use, that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to use them in a mm-hmm. natural way. They just don't come out as um as naturally as they do with for native speakers right yeah even french my french understanding is maybe not as much as portuguese and italian but pretty close Mm -hmm. 
I don't communicate at, at the same rate, at the same level. Same with policy. I mean, same with other languages. So mm -hmm. if if I'm if I'm gonna get a certificate, what what's actually my level? You know? Is it exactly what what? what? Yeah, if, well. if I've never read in the language, my writing is actually A1. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I haven't been exposed to the written language. So I, I can understand the language, I can communicate somehow, but I've never read in the language. I've never actually seen the words. Mm -hmm. How am I going to write? Yeah, and in languages like French, which is really different from <laughs> the way you spell it, yeah. like this is a huge difference. Someone could be like really fluent in spoken French and then not being able to, to write it correctly. Yeah. But what's the level then? <laughs> You actually have four different levels in one language, right? Like, yeah, exactly. My speaking, my understanding, yeah, <laughs> my reading comprehension, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a mess. But again, it's part of the <clears throat> whole formal traditional education system that I'm obviously not a fan of. <laughs> yeah, but you have to have some ways to, to you know, give the grades and. And evaluate students. I guess that's where it comes from. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean in, in formal settings, I understand. Mm. Well, I understand. Again, I'm not a fan of at all, but I understand. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, when when I talk about this, it's not. I'm not taking a shot at teachers. I'm, oh, I'm, me neither. No. <laughs> I'm repeating that. Like I said, my, my mom's now retired, but she she was a French teacher in in college. Mm -hmm. So you know. I know how it works. I know, you know, so no, no pun intended here. No, 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 no. The same, yeah. It's it's about the the method more than anything. Mm, mm. Um. Okay. And is there any other language that you're uh, working on, trying that you want to start with, or? <laughs> well, I mean, as I said, I would like to keep all these languages now, like at a good level but I have a wild dream to start learning you're gonna laugh at this uh, I would like to learn Elvish from the Lord of the Rings nice. that would be so cool but I don't think there are a lot of people who speak it so it wouldn't be necessarily mm. very useful but I love that language it's really beautiful <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah I'm thinking yeah obviously talking you're not going to be able to talk to talking, right? <laughs> but maybe, uh, is it Peter Jackson, the director of the movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure there's someone who, who speaks Elvish somewhere. I saw some material online on YouTube as well. But um, yeah, this might stay as a, as a dream. Um, <laughs> yeah. Other languages, I a couple of years ago, I kind of, tested starting to learn um, a language from a different language family um, with with this kind of with this natural method and I tested German because okay I speak Swedish it's in the same group but it's still quite far from um, German mm -hmm. so I, I tested that for a month and it was really great because I noticed that even like I think it did 30 minutes per day every single day, though. So that was the secret. Yeah. Um, again, with like slowly spoken uh, videos mm -hmm. with subtitles. And I started understanding 
like in one month, like very slowly spoken videos about yeah. random topics. Um, so I might continue with German at mm -hmm. some point because I, I found it quite fun. Um, yeah. And the reason why I study European languages, I think, is because because I live in Europe. So like I want to be able to then use those languages. So that's why, um, yeah, it makes more sense for me to, yeah. to learn those. But if not, I mean, I always, I do think like, Mandarin or Japanese or you know Asian languages could be really interesting but um, yeah. yeah maybe at some point yeah I understand it I understand it because I I will at some point as well but I feel like I, I also want to learn Chinese I mean Mandarin or Japanese or things like that but obviously when you think about learning a new language you think about okay German or Japanese for example not just for practical reasons but you know in German you're going to get to a point in which you can understand more interesting resources way faster than yeah you, right yeah so when it comes to German I'm actually learning German now mm. been doing it for a couple of years and yeah first of all I found English to be helpful when it comes to learning German because some yeah. of the words I could understand yeah yeah but I I, also, I started from scratch. I started watching some YouTube channels that like comprehensive input German, mm -hmm. and I could understand. It's like magic. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm actually documenting how much I'm getting exposed to the language. So I'm at about three hundred hours of exposure to the language, mm -hmm. and my ability to understand is just skyrocketed. Wow. But I I can communicate. Yeah. No. And, I mean, if if I force the issue, I could say certain things, but I don't want to do it. And mm. you know, I'm not. I I don't have the need to to try it. Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't live in Germany or anything. But because again, I'm learning as you call it, quote unquote, the lazy way. I'm enjoying the process, mm -hmm. so I'm I'm fine with starting to communicate whenever I feel like I'm ready or whenever. Mm. In the natural way, I feel like the words are coming out of my mouth. You know, I, yeah. mm. I, I don't want to force the issue. Yeah. But, but back to how you measure it, that you took, I mean, you were talking about the formal education system. That's like a different word. But I think it's important, like for me as, an, as a language, as a language student myself, obviously, because speaking takes longer, there's a bit of uncertainty. You don't mm. know, it's working, you know what I mean? But obviously the way I measure it is by looking at how much I can understand as opposed to a couple of months ago or six months ago or a year ago, it is amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and obviously you start feeling like little by little, you know, a few words start coming out of your mouth and you start understanding more complex and interesting resources. So there's a way to measure it or Exactly. Of, where, of where you stand yeah yeah and sometimes it's you just don't remember the struggles you had two months ago maybe it's difficult if you don't actually think about it and then this is how we kind of might lose our motivation or kind of the, you know like oh like is it working like it's so hard like I'm not better than a week ago you know but, mm -hmm. but what I always tell my students is that the key the secret to language learning is consistency like you have to keep going like you you can't just 
expect that okay you do three hours today and then you wait for a couple of weeks and then you do like you need to keep doing it and you know yeah make it as a a, a routine in your life and that's that's how you learn like mm -hmm. if you listen to finish 30 minutes a day every single day in this way not just like radio on and, and not really paying attention but with this method you will start to understand like it's a fact yeah, yeah, yeah. so like we all have that mechanism in the brain yeah mm -hmm. yeah exactly hmm. yeah it's but yeah again that, that's why enjoying it is so important because yeah it's going to take time like i said but if you're enjoying the process and it doesn't feel like learning Again, in my case, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it taking long because I'm enjoying every single minute of it, right? As yeah. opposed to the traditional way. <laughs> like, because in the long run, for me, it's even in the short run. I've talked about it many times, but mm -hmm. in the long run, because it takes long, if you're not enjoying the process, sooner or later, you're going to end up giving up. Exactly, yeah. Your willpower can only take you so far. Right. Yeah. If I, if it's like torture all the time, you don't enjoy it, then exactly. why would you do it? <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I said at the beginning that I'm I'm like I want to get to the point in which I can communicate in the language, but I'm I'm satisfied with being able to understand content in another language. Mm. That's rewarding enough. Like I said, that I'm enjoying it. So that that's why. But I totally agree. Like mm. it's gonna take a while. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and um, people sometimes ask me, well, like, how long will it take to understand Finnish? Like, like how how long? And it's it's difficult to say, right? Because it depends on your own language, how many other languages you speak, but also how much you study. And I mean, there's no one way. For some people, it comes um, faster. Some people maybe take more time. Yeah. Um, there's no set time specifically um, but the one sure thing is that it will happen mm -hmm. which is, might take a different time yeah it's a natural process like mm -hmm. uh, people who are born in China end up acquiring Mandarin or Cantonese people mm -hmm. who are born in Japan it's, it's, it's not like kids are born with a specific uh, chip for a specific language no no they just no. they're surrounded by the language so they end up acquiring it and, yeah. and it happens all the time. Like mm. it, it works 100% of the time. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I don't know, just a, a final point. Maybe I sometimes hear people saying, oh, but I'm bad at languages. Like I can't learn Finnish because I'm so bad at languages. <laughs> and I mean, I I did some research on this and, and I found that actually if you learned your native language normally like other children, most probably you have no issues with languages and you can learn a foreign language as well as other people. Yeah. Of course that, I mean, some people do have linguistic issues. That, yeah. that, that, that's true, but, but that's quite rare. Mm -hmm. So normally if you feel like you're bad at languages, I think it's the issue with the method that you use for languages, which, because the, you know, the traditional way maybe doesn't work so well for everyone. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> we could change maybe into that. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, and then 
there are a lot of different factors that are really hard to measure, analyze, because mm -hmm. obviously the method is the biggest one for me, totally agree. But yeah, for two different people using the same method, even if it's the natural approach, if one of them is more used to the traditional approach, that person is really paying attention to grammar as opposed to meaning. Yeah. For, for whatever reason. So they're always asking, asking questions about grammar. They're paying more attention. Mm -hmm. so even though they're getting the same type of input, or it seems like, because of what's going on inside their head. Yeah, they keep analyzing it, but yeah. they should just like take it as it is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So those two people can be in the same class. They can be listening to the same stuff, but one is progressing at a really faster pace because that mm. person is worried about meaning. He exactly. wants to understand the topic. And the other person is overanalyzing. Like, why do you say this or that? Why do you mm. use that specific structure? And exactly. it's the way. Actually, I think it gets in the way. That's true. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. And it's not because the other person is worse in languages. It's just because, as you said, they're just used to exactly. you know, thinking that way. Yeah, maybe that person was really good in in the school environment, mm. right? So so they 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 got really good at that um, analyzing part of the of the language, mm. but that that that's actually hurting them when it comes to actually acquiring the language. It's just so yeah. many little things that yeah. can change. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so. But I agree. Like I talk about it all the time. Like there's like if you if you acquire your native language, you can acquire others. It just it just we all have that ability. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. And, and I perfectly remember my struggles with English through high school, mm. I mean, high school, high school, and so on. My struggles meaning, like I said, I, I passed all the time. But my struggles with actually communicating. I remember my first years of college in Spain, like Erasmus students from other countries coming to Spain at the first weeks when they didn't speak that much Spanish yet, trying to communicate in English. I I, I barely remember trying to communicate with a French girl actually in English because they were like the first weeks of, 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 um, of that course mm. that year and she couldn't communicate in Spanish yet or just a little bit. And I was trying to speak English and I couldn't. Like, it was just so weird. I mean, like thinking about everything I wanted to say, my head exploding after 15 minutes trying to communicate that way. Yeah, just, and it's like, I studied for 10 or 15 years, but I can't speak, like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's why I remember looking at people who could actually communicate in foreign languages like superheroes. Mm. I remember that because it's like, yeah, because you have the idea that in order to learn a language, you need to study hard, learn, memorize things. So I look at people who speak different languages. I'm, I'm like, like I said, I thought of them as superheroes with an amazing mm. memory or mm. like, a, you know, an incredible ability to sit down and study for fifth you know six hours straight or whatever it is mm, mm, mm. but fortunately it let me tell you it doesn't work that way <laughs> no. and I would, if that was the way to learn a language i wouldn't even speak spanish I, I'm, that, that, that. <laughs> okay so any 
anything that we didn't touch on anything that comes to your mind or um no i think we we covered pretty much everything uh this was a really nice chat that was fun yeah very good good points for me to think about as well <laughs> awesome <laughs> And yeah, obviously, I'll, I'll leave all the links to your channel and everything you want me to to link to. But I, yeah, I'll leave your channel in the in the title, the description, and everywhere. Great. And um, yeah, if if any of the listeners want to learn the le le real uh, everyday spoken Finnish, um, you can go to learnfinnish.com/slash five guidelines, which is a a free mini course to get the the key points or guidelines for learning Finnish with the natural method. Okay. So I can I can give you the link for the description as well. Yeah, I'll leave the link to that as well. Okay. And Great. So thank you so much. Thank you, Alvaro. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Very much. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Thanks so much for watching this interview. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful for you. And uh, if you want to know more about language learning, language acquisition, like, you know, what's what's the best way to learn a language, ideas for language learning, uh, the best resources at different levels. Here, you can find the whole playlist with all the interviews I've done so far with different researchers, teachers, polyglots, and so on. And finally, right here, you smash this guy right in the face to subscribe to my channel. I really appreciate it and I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.